Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. All right, so San Francisco loses this ball game, Matt. Um, and I think they've immediately entered the conversation as the favorites to win in 2024, <laughs> uh, which is kind of funny, uh, all things considered here. But where does San Francisco go uh, in your mind after the loss to KC? Yeah, I mean, it's tough that you have to now face this offseason where I think by and large they probably run almost everything back. Uh, in, but how do you get off. over the hump? How do you get over the hump? What do you got to do? I, don't, I mean, I don't know, right? Like this, this is the thing here. What do you like? What more are you going to add to this offense? I mean, defense, I get it. There are there are maybe some, some things you could do here, but you know they're not like fl- they're not in like Buffalo's cap position or Miami's cap position or or any of these teams that you looked at that are really hurting that are you know or playoff teams this year. But they're about three million over right now. They could certainly get some. They can find some wiggle room there, but. It's not like you're going to add anybody that's going to be better than the guys you rolled out on offense this year, right? Um, right, that, right. That, and, and I think I think in 2024, they largely roll that same cast out. I think it's it's all these guys are probably back. Like I said, Ayuk is on his fifth-year option this year. He is, for the receiver he is, woefully underpaid at $14 million on that fifth-year option. Um, which I'm sure he and his agent are going to bring up this off season, no question about it. Right? Um, maybe they can ex- they, like maybe they can extend him, uh, but then the reality is either he's gone or Debo and or Kittle are not on this roster in 2025. Like that's the thing. This is the last year. This is it. Uh, this is it. This is it. And because. And it's just, again, this is a painful conversation to have when you didn't win the Super Bowl this year. Um, right. Because, like, yeah, now we're looking at, all right, this is, this everything, basically everything went right for this group in 2020, everything. In 2023. You totally. got the season you wanted to out of Ayuk where he took that next step. Debo missed three games, but largely stayed healthy. Uh, Trent Williams missed some time, but largely stayed healthy. George Kittle averaged the most yards per target mm-hmm. he had throughout the course of his career. Purdy was the most efficient quarterback in the NFL. He was perfectly exactly what you wanted as the trigger man for that offense. It all went right. Is it all going to go right in 2024? And if it doesn't, again, I think this is it. Like you can't, all three of those pass catchers, uh, Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo, just can't be on this team in 25. Once we get to 25, you know, uh, Trent Williams is 37. Uh, Christian McCaffrey <laughs> is entering the era of ru- the, the kind of window of running backs where you start to get really nervous. You're yep. going to have to start having the conversation about Purdy and contracts. We don't have to have it right now. We don't have to start that conversation yet because he's going into his third season. But at that point, we will. So that's what's scary about this moment 
for the 49ers is you didn't capitalize. You had a chance. You had chances in that game on Sunday, which you talked about earlier in the show. You had those moments. You didn't capitalize on those moments. You missed those, you missed those windows. And now we're here probably at the last shot for this group of the 49ers. It's not Kyle Shanahan's last shot. You know, he's 44 years old. He'll, yeah. he'll get some more, some more runs at this. I'm sure. sure but with sure. this core death star Avengers, whatever you want to throw at it group, 24 is probably the last time, and I don't really know what they can add to it to make it any better than it was uh, this past year. <laughs> it's tough, man. <laughs> I feel for Niner fans because this was their year. This really, Matt, was their year. Um, I would say the injury to Mafanga uh, changed the trajectory of their, yeah. of their defense a bit. Um, but other than that, that's the kind of stuff that every team – has to deal with in the NFL. You've got 22 starters, man. 11 on offense, 11 on defense. For the most part, there's probably like, you know, 12 guys that are absolutely necessary on both sides of the football, right? Uh, and and you could make the case that Mufanga was one of those 12 guys, I think, for, uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. But as you mentioned, all these other guys, man, they stayed relatively healthy. They performed well. There was, not, there was no, you know, internal drama going on in the background. You know, this was their year. It really was. Uh, and, and so I, I do feel uh, for San Francisco 49er fans, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, man. The injury, you know, I don't want to say luck, but, you know, the, the, the avoidance of major catastrophe at the injury position, I think, probably runs out next year. Somebody's going to have a downturn, you know, either offensively or defensively. And, um, and man, the Super Bowl hangover is real. Talk to yeah. Philadelphia, you know. It's real. It's it's a long season. There's a it's just such a grind on some of these players, man. Um, and the fact that they just couldn't get over the hump, man. I just think from a mental standpoint, too, man, that's got to wear on you. It's got to wear on you big time. You talk about Shanahan. I feel um, again. He he's so young. See, Andy Reid was 64 years old when he won his first title and, and, and you could see the, their career trajectories being similar too. a lot of people said Andy Reid would never win a big one. Just like people Absolutely. are saying Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, never going to win a super bowl. Never going to do it. Can't figure out how to way to win the big game. Yeah. Reid is 65. Uh, well, he'll actually turn 66 in uh, next month. So shout out to Andy. Uh, but yeah, I right. mean, he's, he's a guy that didn't win into, into his sixties and uh, yeah, you're right. It, the perfectly, perfectly two guys you could compare together and Shanahan is literally twenty years, you know, <laughs> twenty years younger uh, than Andy Reid, which is right, which is crazy. He's got he's got a long time left to go. His story is not written. Um, it just it stinks when you have these opportunities and you and you can't come up with it. Because um, you know, I, I love people like, well, do we have to have a conversation about Kyle Shanahan? What are we? What are you going to say? What's what's the conversation? Okay, I mean, I agree. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's I, can, can I just say too the fact what other head coach in the NFL is going to get this kind of production out of Brock Purdy? Tell me zero point zero. Maybe maybe McVeigh. Maybe McVeigh. That's it. So dude, that's your list. Come on, man. Ain't nobody going to get Brock Purdy to the Super Bowl other than those two guys. That's it. I mean, and even Andy Reid. I love Andy Reid. Andy Reid's not taking Brock Purdy to the Super Bowl, man. Like it ain't happening, bro. Come on. It's I don't know the whole conversation surrounding Kyle Shanahan right now, and it's just 
it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I get it. It's it's reactionary to one of the most watched games of all time. Um, but man, it's come on. Uh, it's just the price the guy, of losing. It's just, it is. It's just the get, price of losing, which which sucks. Yeah. But it 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 that sports man, you know, like people need somebody to blame, whatever. But um, you know, where they go from here is just. You got you you definitely have to hope that there is improvement for Brock Purdy, which I think is the like it's the necessary ingredient for this team to continue to push its window out. Like um when when we say improvement, these, when we when we say improvement, what are we talking about here? Are you talking about downfield? Are you talking about playmaking ability? What are we talking about? I think it's similar to what we've seen out of a guy like Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins where by and large, these guys are what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think by and large, from a physical standpoint, and, and by the way, Purdy, I actually think has more, he doesn't have the the gun and the ability to push it like Jared Goff does, but he definitely no. has more playmaking ability and ability to like, Goff is basically like a, a, a shot putter. You know, you move him off his spot, it's over. But if he can stand there and launch it, like he can launch it with the best of them. Um, Purdy is not that anything like that, but I think that just the the like kind of player archetype comparison is sort of what we're talking about here. Um, I think Cousins does make a, a a fine comparison for for Brock Purdy. Like eventually, with these guys, they play enough, they see enough. Uh, that the mind starts to expand, that that their catalog of things that they've seen and done and can accomplish from a pre-snap standpoint, from a post-snap mm-hmm. standpoint, um, all catches up with like, you're seeing that with Mahomes right now. I mean, weirdly, it's like a beautiful example that Mahomes is more physically gifted than of most of the quarterbacks in the league, but right. he doesn't win and he doesn't, do the things he does now at this point in his career just because he's absurdly physically gifted. True. Like, Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Mahomes is, uh, from a from an angle standpoint, like a launch point standpoint, from a pre, from a pre-snap diagnosis standpoint, he barely ever makes any mistakes. Like mm-hmm. he's not this rec- not that he was ever really like a Favre type, but he's not anything like a reckless gunslinger at this point in his career. He very right. very rarely makes mistakes, and I think that's where a Purdy type has to get. Like he's ne- he's not gonna be ever- he's not gonna be Mahomes because he's just not as physically gifted as Mahomes. But he has to catch up from that mental standpoint, from a pre snap processing standpoint, um, from a poise standpoint, uh, which mm-hmm. I do think I give Purdy a lot of credit for. I think he's generally um, he's a little frenetic, but not like 
not like a Jimmy Garoppolo where the second you get pressure on him, he, it's the play is over and he's going to make a mistake. I think Purdy is able to stay cool and reset a little bit better than that. But, yeah, there has to be some development from a pre-snap, from a mental standpoint for a guy like Purdy, which I do think can happen the longer you play. Yeah, I, I would agree with that 100%. Um, tough road, I think, ahead for San Francisco. Um and yeah, I, I mean, can they get everything to break right like they did again? Because if they do, I, I also like him in the Super Bowl again. But you got to get past this dude, Patrick Mahomes. You know, <laughs> although you know, you know, it's really interesting. I think about like I think about somebody like um, uh, Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. and he got a favorable matchup uh, in his first Super Bowl win, right against Chicago, uh, and and that's sometimes what happens. Um, when you're talking about these conference plays, right? Like sometimes you don't get the best team in the Super Bowl sometimes. Um, and sometimes that is what it takes to, to win these Super Bowls. Uh, so it is, I, I think, sometimes interesting uh, what could happen from a matchup standpoint. It's not always going to be the best versus the best. Can San Francisco get there, man? Because, you know, from a talent standpoint, they certainly got it. Um, you know, mentally they're going to have to be there. And, and, and again, physically too, they will have to stay healthy. Uh, as well. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. I mean, Let me just put to you this. I'm, I'm worried about San Francisco. Yeah. I, well, listen, I think if you just purely believe in um, in the Lord of chaos and variance, which is right. the is the governing God of the NFL, chaos and variance, like that just is what it is. You should be concerned. Like there's nothing on paper to be concerned about with the 49ers this year. Like I said, all these guys are going to be back. And of course, Shanahan is still a great coach. And I think I think we generally have existed in a centrist area on Brock Purdy. And like, if you exist in that area, then you, you probably are, you're fine with running him back as a starting quarterback in this environment. Um, maybe the defense is better year two under Steve Wilkes. Maybe they get better play out of their edge guys consistently all season long. Um, you know, Fred Warner's still there. There's still so much to like about uh Hufunga, like you said, is coming back um, off of injury, but still he's coming back. There's plenty like on paper to be fine with San Francisco. And I think, that's where we can mostly stay centered, but I, I agree with you. And, and your point about the Eagles is extremely well taken. You said earlier that the Eagles had it all coming, all coming back on paper too, but things started to go wrong. And then clearly there was an issue of like the being under the weight of those expectations. And I do wonder about San Francisco. Um, I think Shanahan probably is a better culture guy and they've got a better thing going on there than whatever the hell is happening with Sirianni in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will take Shanahan over Nick Sirianni, all things sure. uh, 10 out of 10 every day of the week. <laughs> sure, but still, sure. I think the weight of expectations sure. is certainly uh, looming large there. The one point I will make though, James, just about like, yeah, sometimes you don't get the best uh, on the best in the Super Bowl. Theoretically, yeah. that's what happened to San Francisco this year. Um, like, any metric would have told you that Baltimore is the best team of this season. Such uh, a good point. In the AFC, they were <laughs> right. the best team this season. Right. Uh, right. They were they were the they were one That's of the best point. one of the five best teams of the last decade uh, from like advanced metric standpoint, DVOA, whatever. And uh, the damn 49ers avoided playing them in the Super Bowl. The problem is that the third best team in the AFC, seeding wise, has right. the best quarterback on planet Earth. So you got a little bit screwed there on that one. Uh, both these teams, certainly with interesting um, off seasons, I think facing them. San Francisco is going to be, like you said, pretty static. But how do they get over the hump? That's going to be the big question mark. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.